Welcome to the latest episode of the Midlife Reboot with me, Heather McAllister, your midlife coach. This episode is dedicated to all the incredible women out there who are constantly drug juggling multiple responsibilities and struggling to get things done. So do you feel like you're drowning in an endless to-do list? Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and burnt out? I know I've been there. Well, you're definitely not alone. And in today's episode, we're going to dive deep into some practical strategies and techniques that will help you take control of your time and your productivity and ultimately help you achieve your goals. Whether you're a busy professional, full-time mom, or a student packed with things to do in your schedule, this episode is for you. So sit back and relax and get ready to learn some valuable tips that will help you reclaim your time and get things done like a boss. And this is definitely your episode if you feel like you are lazy, but really you're struggling to focus and get things done. And I'm going to say you're not lazy, but you definitely want to listen to this episode to figure out what is getting in your way and how to overcome it. I'm going to start talking today about me just a little bit to put this into context, because this is something that I personally struggle with. And the number one issue that I have is focus. And I'm very easily distracted, and that's kind of how my brain works. But I will say that I think a lot of us, even if your brain doesn't normally work that way, I think we're all having this problem because we have so many things around us that are distracting us and pulling our focus away from what we're doing. And the more that happens, the more difficult it is for us to focus because it takes so much energy when our attention is pulled away to then refocus and get back on task of what we were doing. Another way this has shown up in my life is me avoiding hard things. So this is more on the productivity issue. Like why is it hard for me to get things done that I know I need to get done? So one of them, again, could be just that I'm having trouble focusing and I'm easily distracted and there's so many things on my plate, I get overwhelmed. But then there are times that I just avoid things that feel overwhelming, right? And this is showing up, um, especially in my business, like doing videos, um, writing podcast episodes, writing my copy for my website. All of these things have been hard for me to do in some ways. There's definitely some skill involved here that I'm trying to develop, but you know, sometimes I just want to avoid them because it's really uncomfortable to be doing these things that are difficult. Another way this shows up for me is that there are things that are truly boring for me and I have a hard time bringing myself to do them. Um, and I don't know if anybody else out there can relate. I'm sure some of you can, but some things are just not fun for me and I'd rather just not do them. <laughs> 
there's some real brain psychology going on in there. This is not just I'm lazy and don't like to do things or don't feel feel like doing things. It's actually some issue with like a motivational inertia, just like getting over the motivation or the energy that it takes to start doing something and focus on something that I just don't find interesting. And that's when things start to get really messy in my environment. So things like filing, sorting through things, that's especially prevalent in my business. And then things in my outside life that can be boring, and I've had to overcome this, and I'm going to talk about that, but things that could be boring for me are the things that I need to do the same over and over and over again. And that might be an exercise routine. That may be getting up at the same time every day to do the same thing, go to the same places, right? So those things can be boring for me and hard to push through in making me want to be consistent. Um, grocery shopping, doing laundry, all of those things are just not particularly fun for me. And so they're boring and I'd rather just not do them. Of course I do, but being productive means having a better system and getting them done efficiently, which I don't always do. The other thing, which kind of is from that same problem of getting bored easily, is disorganization. That could pull my focus away. It can make it really difficult to find things, makes me less efficient, less productive. And it's, you know, probably because I don't feel like organizing. Like it takes time away from other things that I enjoy doing a lot more than being organized. Now, some people love to spend all their time organizing and that can be a distraction. So if you spend all your time getting ready to get ready and avoiding what you're really needing to get done, that can make you less productive. So it can kind of work in either way. And I think there's a balance between being organized right? And knowing where everything is and not spending time, wasting time looking for things or losing things, but then also just like really just procrastinating by doing all of the organizational stuff, which can be easier than doing the hard things. I also tend to have a lot of notebooks. A lot of them are half full. I have lots of papers and again, disorganization. There are papers everywhere, books everywhere, and getting a handle on that is part of my focus issue. So if you can relate to any of these things, these are personal issues that I'm definitely um, dealing with and struggling with myself. There are a lot of reasons that, you know, we can lose productivity or efficiency um, that go beyond that. You know, one of them is time. You know, we have a lot to do. If you're a working mom like me and you have teenagers and you're running a household and maybe you have pets, we have a lot of responsibilities. And then add on top of that our work responsibilities, all the distractions in our environment, whether it's social media, um, movies and TV and, you know, social media and emails, all of those things can um, make us lose our focus very easily. Another thing, especially women in midlife, I think is, is something to really consider is if our sleep is disrupted um, or we're not getting the best nutrition for our bodies, that can really impact our ability to concentrate, pay attention to things and focus, right? So if we're not sleeping well, it's 
definitely going to impact our ability to be focused. If we're having hormonal fluctuations from perimenopause, that can impact our attention span. If we've gotten over some kind of a virus or for having blood sugar fluctuations because we are maybe not eating great, or if, we de- if we're dehydrated, all of those body systems can impact our ability to focus. So these are all things that when we're talking about being productive and you know getting more done more efficiently, right? Because we want to get things done so that we feel good and, and obviously get things done that we need to get done, but we also want to have more time for fun things in life. So I think it's important to think of it in that context, right? We definitely want to be productive, but we don't want to necessarily be hustling all the time either. So all of these things are either helping us focus or not. Um, And sometimes it's environmental things. Sometimes it's internal things. You know, there's a lot of different ways that we can be struggling with our focus. Now that we've kind of gone over some of the different issues that might be coming up for you and some of the issues that definitely come up with me, I'm going to talk to you about how to get more focused, get things done, be more productive. And in order to do that, it's really important to understand what exactly is standing in your way. And I think that's the really the first step. I can give you all kinds of strategies on how to be productive, right? Have schedules, have to-do lists, but if it's sleep that's making your focus really impaired, then that's the thing to work on mainly, right? So you need to ask yourself, the very first thing is, what is it that's standing in your way of getting things done? And you can ask yourself, I'm going to go through kind of bullet points of what those things may be and some questions to ask yourself. So think about it this way. Is it a time management issue? Do you underestimate the time it'll take you to finish something, right? So that might be getting in your way of being able to get a project done. If you think it's going to take 30 minutes, when in fact, this is something that's going to take, you know, four hours, then your expectation is off, right? So that's something to think about because when you're blocking off time to get something done, you want to be realistic about how long you think it's going to take, right? Do you have too many things on your plate? Are you getting overwhelmed with them? And maybe if you're overwhelmed, you're not able to get any of them done because when we're in a state of overwhelm, it's really hard to focus on anything We may have a little anxiety come up. We may feel disorganized. All of these things are unproductive, right? So if you have too many things on your plate, how can you prioritize those things, right? Can you prioritize them according to what needs to get done first? What's the most important? If you're looking at getting things done in a less overwhelming way, how can you break things down so they're not so overwhelming? Or maybe you get a bunch of easy things done first, right? Sometimes we think it's better to tackle the hard thing first. Sometimes it's more motivating to check off the five easy things off your list because then you feel like you have less on your plate and you could then focus on the one big thing. But you need to, whichever way you choose to handle it, it has to be one that works for you 
And if you're not sure what that is, then you just try a, try one way. And if it doesn't work, you try another. And another thing to think about is why you're avoiding it. If that's the case, right? Is there a reason why you're avoiding a particular project? Is it really overwhelming? And again, if something's really large and overwhelming, how can you get help for it? How can you break the tasks down into smaller ones? Or is it something you're just dreading because it's boring? Or are you dreading it because you're not quite sure what you need to do? You don't have the skill in order to complete it. So maybe before you even tackle a project, you need to read up on it or get, gain some skill or enlist some help from someone to show you the way and how to do it. Some of us, including myself in this, I struggle with doing monotonous things. I struggle with planning. I can either get over-focused in planning where it's like extremely detail-oriented and I'll spend hours and hours and hours researching and not committing to a decision which is an issue in and of itself, or sometimes we don't like to plan. I know a lot of people find planning meals boring, um, but if you're trying to maintain your weight or going on you know, some sort of a diet plan or something like that, meal planning is really important. Organizing, cleaning, paying the bills, exercising. These are just a few of the things that come to mind when I think of monotonous, boring things. Now, we can make some of those things a little more exciting, or we could delegate someone else to do them for us. That's always an option. Um, but again, sometimes things just need to get done that they and they don't excite us. So how can we either make it more exciting? How could we break it up so that we're not dreading spending hours and hours on doing something that doesn't excite us? You know, sometimes really blocking off time to do the bills or to file, you know, paperwork or whatever. We just need to block off the time to do it. Sometimes we procrastinate on getting things done because we're afraid of failing, right? So we never feel ready to start something. And if we never feel ready because we're afraid, we procrastinate, we don't get things done. We may avoid the behavior by doing a bunch of other things. I know I used to do this all the time. If there was something that I really wanted to get done that was scary for me, especially regarding my business, I would find excuses on what else to do. I'd get up, I'd clean, I'd do this or that. I would distract myself. All of those things made it harder and harder for me to focus. And I did it a lot of times sort of knowingly, but largely unconscious. And I think when we make our decisions and our behaviors a little bit more conscious. We understand why we're doing them. It's a little easier to then come up with some problem-solving solutions and move on from it. Another thing is our environment. Now, for me, this is something that's really huge. My environment plays a big role in my ability to focus and get things done. If I have a very disorganized environment, things are all over the place. If I can't find things, I get frustrated very easily and I could get distracted very easily, like literally just having, and right now I'm looking at my desk saying, I probably should have put some of these books away because I could be sitting down to write an email. Let's say I see a book on my desk that I've been meaning to read. I open it up, I read a page and I could get sucked into reading, you know, a chapter before you know it. I'm like, what email was I sending? What was I supposed to do? 
and it doesn't get done. And that then can kind of snowball into a whole lot of negative self-talk about not getting stuff done and how I'm distractible and all of that. So having the environment pretty clean and organized and making the time and effort to do that can be really, really helpful to keep you on task, especially if it's a task that requires quite a bit of effort and concentration, or maybe something that isn't your favorite thing to do. If you've got other things close by that are more exciting to you, they may win out. And before you know it, you've not done the thing that you sat down to do. So clearing the clutter is one big thing. So that's more visual. Having um, auditory distractions can be a problem as well. So if you've got the TV playing or the TV on or music playing, it just depends. For some people, auditory distractions can actually help them focus. I know in college, I did a much better job um, studying in the cafeteria than I did in the library. Quiet was almost more distracting to me. It just depends on what kind of auditory distractions there are. So if it's something that I'm not really interested in hearing and it's just background noise, like white noise, that's really helpful. If it's something that I'm curious about or interested in, or there's a conversation that sounds interesting and I can hear it well enough, that might be distracting. So kind of depends, but it's good to know that about yourself so that you can have the proper environment for the things that you need to get done. I know having our phones um, with alerts on them can be really distracting. So if you're sitting down to get something done, you know, simply just turning your phone off um, can be really, really helpful. So the first step in building strategies for productivity, efficiency, focus is really to understand what's getting in your way. That's really the first step. And then you find ways to solve that problem. So you can stop this here because you have really everything, all the information that you need inside of you. If you think about you know, what are the things that get in your way? Are you overwhelmed? Are you overscheduled? Is your environment cluttered? Is it stuff that you just find boring that you're avoiding? Is it hard? Do you need to gain some skill? Is it scary? That's why you're avoiding it. So these are all things that you can start to think about. But I do have some suggestions and I want to offer you some strategies. So if you want to continue listening, I think you're going to benefit. So while I am easily distractible and I can have a tendency to be, to be disorganized, I love efficiency, mainly because I get easily bored, right? So all that monotonous stuff, I want to get done as quickly as possible. So I'm really motivated to make that easier. Plus, because I'm bored easily, I love to find easy ways of doing things. So I rarely do things the same way twice unless it's like the best way possible. So I do need to focus on being organized though. So I know I need to do this in my life on a daily basis. And this is what we're going to talk about. So having focused time is really important. Having tasks that are fun or a way to make them interesting is also really important. And a way to make big projects less overwhelming. These are kind of three things that I think about um, that really help me. So 
making sure to have that focused time. So really time block. And we're going to talk about that, um, how to make things more interesting. And again, you know, what are ways to make those things that are overwhelming you much easier and less overwhelming? So we have to have some strategies for that. This is definitely something that I love to do. I love to have systems in place. Um, although again, I like to change them up because I like variety. So it's all possible. And I know some people are saying, oh, I can't, I'm not good with routines. I get it. I'm like that too, but you can have routines. You can find ways to like them and they can be different as long as you kind of have the principles of better organization and ways to improve your focus, right? So the main thing is to try different approaches, honestly, and find out what works best for you. This is definitely not a one size fits all approach but I am going to give you some ideas again. So I'm going to give you some ideas just to kind of get you thinking. And these may be things that you already do, um, but you might learn some things as well. So if you're wondering how do I know what's getting in my way of getting things done, here are additional questions to ask yourself. First, I want to clarify in case you're feeling bad about not getting things done and getting all the things done that you, you know, you want to do, or you say you want to do, or you need to do, we procrastinate for a lot of reasons, right? And I kind of went over that at the beginning and we can have difficulty focusing for a lot of reasons and kind of circling back. This does not mean you're lazy. And I think that's one of the hardest things sometimes for us to kind of change is how we're talking to ourselves about this. So if you identify with this negative talk that maybe is going on inside your head because you're not getting things done you say you're going to do, um, it really helps to have some self-compassion and to try not to be too judgmental with yourself. Number two, another thing to think about is our brain likes to avoid overwhelm. So this is a totally normal thing for your brain, okay? This isn't a flaw within you. It's human nature to, you know, avoid things that don't feel comfortable with us. So we, you know, if we are avoiding the overwhelm of a big project, we may get up uh, and go to the pantry to eat something. We may get up and say, oh, I have to put some laundry in. It's a way to kind of procrastinate, right? Or we may get caught up binge watching puppy reels on Instagram, right? Because it gives us this like instant temporary mood boost, right? And it's a lot more fun. It feels better. Our brains are always driving us to feel better and avoid bad feelings, unless it's a safety issue, that's what it likes to do. It likes to keep us comfortable, wants to keep us happy and avoiding things that don't feel good. So if you're feeling a little overwhelmed, if you're looking at something going, oh, that's boring. I don't want to do it. It's totally natural. You're not lazy for thinking that. And your brain is just sort of doing what it does. It's being a brain. It's making you feel good. But in the long term, we do end up feeling worse for not getting things done. So we want to identify that this is happening. And again, this all comes down to asking yourself what's getting in the way and solving for that problem. So ask yourself this, what is it, if there is anything, 
in particular that you've been putting on the back burner that you've been avoiding and really ask yourself why, what about that job or that project makes you want to do something else or what makes you feel like you're not ready to do it? What would be the benefit of completing that project? So really how would your life change? How would, uh, your life, your, not only your life, but other people around you, How would their lives change if you committed to getting that done? Also, start to think about what are the things that actually do excite you? It's really important for us to know what brings us joy, excitement, and what is energizing to us. Because those are the things, if you have any control over what you're doing, that you want to do more of. Because that's going to make you just feel more motivated. And it really helps when we have some of these things in our lives that fill us up, give us energy, and excite us, right? We don't only want to be doing things that we dread doing all the time, right? Those things, things that excite you, the things you feel good about, the things that are motivating are going to put you in a better mood and put you in what I like to think of as a flow state. Okay, another question. When is it you feel most clear and focused, right? Different times a day for different people. In the morning, after you've gone for a run, after you've exercised, is it more late morning? Is it more midday? Is it more at 10 o'clock at night? Everybody's got a different time clock on when they do their best thinking. And that may be the time that you then dedicate to doing the things that you know you need the most focus to get done. And it's really important to know this about yourself. For me, it's first thing in the morning and I've made an effort now getting up earlier in the morning, getting to bed a better time and doing my most focus intensive work first thing in the morning before anybody else is up, right? So when you have your best brain power and you need your most concentration, That's when you want to dedicate that time, if you can, to getting those things done. One of the problems that I see a lot of people struggle with, and this is kind of a little bit off off that topic, but I'm going to tie it all in, is I see clients struggle with planning meals. So this is something um, as a health coach and a life coach that I've worked with people on is trying to meal plan because it's actually really, really helpful. Um... And without meal planning, we tend to fall out and kind of, you know, do takeout or eat whatever's there, right? So whatever's last minute, life is 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 fast and busy and all of that. So if we haven't planned ahead, this is where people can fall off. And a lot of people struggle with this. This is something that either A, people don't feel qualified or good at doing for whatever reason. You know, they're not good cooks or they don't like to like just not my jam. It's boring. A lot of people are very resistant or not sure how to do it. So they don't end up doing. So this is something you can think about in that instance, right? So if you're struggling with meal planning, this is the thought process that might be help you with that. So here are some questions. How can you plan in a way that's effective for you? So sometimes we get kind of rigid and, well, this is the way I'm supposed to plan a meal and I don't like it, so I'm not doing it at all. Well, what if there was another way? What if there's an effective way that worked for you? What would that look like? If you took away all the rules, 
all the things that you think are a fact about meal planning, how would you do it to work for you? Maybe it means just having some quick options, some healthy quick options, right? Some backup meals for those days that, you know, you might want to just feel, figure out what you feel like eating at four o'clock, right? But maybe you're running a little bit late and you don't have time to do the thing that you feel like doing. So then you just break down and do takeout, right? So maybe you need some backup options or maybe for you, just planning the night before is enough of a plan. I don't have to plan on Sunday for the whole week. That sounds awful, but I could plan the night before. I know what I have in the freezer. I know what I have in the fridge. Maybe if I have a quick 10 minutes, I could swing, you know, through and pick up some fresh vegetables or something, right? Think about it in terms of what works for you, right? So if you're not great at planning meals, maybe you batch cook so that you have those backup options, or maybe it frees up you know, a night of cooking. I like to do this because I honestly, like as much as I love to cook, I like to cook more creatively um, and specialty meals that everyday cooking is not fun at all for me. Um, So I will very often batch cook. So I'll cook on a Sunday and I'm like, okay, I know this is at least one or two um, heat up meals for someone in my family that eats this particular thing. Then tomorrow I'll make a little bit of this for so-and-so because they're, you know, it's, it's, it's a juggling act, but I will batch cook. So I'm doing it less often and I'm not having to do day to day, but then I still always have something healthy there for someone else. Or I'll batch cook for everybody else and then, you know, not knowing what I'm going to eat, then it's a little more flexible for me to throw together what I feel like eating when I come home. But overall, I try to find ways that I'm not doing it every day because it sounds dreadful. The next thing to think about is really prioritizing things. And this becomes really important, especially as moms um, who work and I mean, just being a mom or just working, either one of those things can make life a little overwhelming. And, you know, if you have parents that you're taking care of and just wearing a lot of hats and doing lots of different things, really thinking about, um, what are the most important things that get done each day? And really the work that I do a lot of times with my clients in this is really figuring out, Um, not only what you're best suited to do, because I think sometimes we just think we need to do everything, um, and have a hard time either giving up control or asking other people to help us, but really thinking about not only what is most important, but what you're best suited to do and what is, what are the things that are most important to you and really dialing down from there. So this has helped me to create better boundaries in my life personally, because I'm like, okay, these are the three things that I really need to prioritize in my life. My family, number one, and my health is a close number two, right? Those are like my top two. So if I'm thinking about my family, what they need, and my health, and my business, like those are three really important things. Those things are going to take 
you know, priority to someone else's emergency, whatever, right. That they're getting done or, you know, being asked to do, uh, help somebody else out for, you know, let's say, you know, one of the things that used to, to come up a lot is like school things, right. Like ask to help with this or help with that. And this committee or that committee, which is all great and actually might be something that I really want to do or something that's fun to do. But if I have a full plate already, like how do I schedule that in, right? So just kind of in my brain, I'm like, okay, if it doesn't meet the criteria and I don't have the time because I have these other things need to happen first, then, you know, I might have to say some to someone, okay, I can't do that right now or no, can't do that. So, you know, it's getting good when you're crystal clear at like, what are your priorities? It makes it a little easier to then say no to things occasionally. Um, because yeah, you know what, it's really important that I get 15, 20 minutes every day to exercise, right? That's kind of really important to me, um, for my mental health, for my physical health, for, you know, my own goals. So, you know, that's kind of a, that has become for me a very non-negotiable time. Of course, you know, I make exceptions, um, but it's that kind of prioritizing that really, really helps. The other thing to think about is, you know, do you need some kind of a process in order to get things done, in order to be able to remember doing things, right? Is there a way to not only prioritize, but remember what you need to do and maybe even accountability to get things done. So that's another interesting thing to think about. Like maybe I need somebody to be, hold me accountable to getting things done. Right. And that's actually something that comes up in coaching, right? So sometimes the coaching relationship, and I have experienced this myself, where if I know I'm going to talk to someone in a week about something I said I was going to do, I am much more likely to get it done. It is motivating. It really is. There's something to that. What can you delegate to others? I kind of talked about that too. So if it's something that you're really not good at, and instead of being down on yourself for not being good at it, maybe somebody could help you do that. Like, can you pay somebody to clean your house once a week? Can you pay somebody to organize, you know, your file cabinet? There are people that love to do that. And if it's something you're really terrible at, hey, you know what? It's not the end of the world. And sometimes just accepting that there are some things we're not that great at and other people are good at it. And, you know, if you have the means to pay them, that may free up a lot of mental space. I mean, people pay assistance to do all kinds of work for them, especially if you're a small business person or an entrepreneur. Um, that is something that I haven't quite encountered yet, but it will be something as I grow my business that I will be definitely getting help with because being organized, staying on task, and also, again, just doing the things that we're really good at is much more important to me. Um, and it's better time spent. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So the next one, if you have a very large task, a big project, think about how you could break it down into small manageable tasks. 
I really like using a mind map for this. And in fact, this is something I think I'm going to try out even in my coaching practice, because I feel like we're kind of our own little mind maps. We have a lot to us, right? If, we're, if you think about us, ourselves, or let's say I did this for my business in the center. So you have this one big idea or this big complex thing. Um, I'll use my business for an example. That's kind of in the center of the mind map, right? And then there's all little spokes off of the mind map that are all the different aspects of my business that I need to think about, attend to. But if I put them all on a mind map, they're all in one place. So I don't have 50 million different papers with all different ideas everywhere, which I do have because I started this mind mapping just recently. But that mind map gives me this bird's eye view of everything. And it really helps to organize my brain by seeing that bird's eye view. I have a very good job sometimes of dialing down into the weeds of things, but then I lose the big picture when I do that. So the mind map, mind mapping actually really helps me kind of see the overall. So I'm not forgetting all the, all the other parts of the details that all go into it. So for instance, if my coaching business is sort of, you know, front and center, the big idea, I might have one spoke is my website. Another spoke is my one-on-one coaching program. Another spoke might be um, my marketing and underneath marketing might be social media. Underneath marketing might be a webinar. Underneath marketing might be my freebie um, that I've done on ConvertKit and my email list. And right. So like it can get pretty complex, but that mind mapping, when I draw it out, actually makes me take a step back and see how all those things connect. That's a really great way. If you have like a big project at work or I mean, possibly even like if you were building a house, let's say that's like a huge project, or it could even be, um, you know, you're planning, to redo your bathroom, let's say, because that could get quite complex, right? You can have your bathroom remodel as the center spoke, right? The center, center, center idea. And then you have, okay, tile ideas on as one spoke. You could have paint on another. Um, you could have all of your fixtures in another area and you could have like a little you know, mood board or vision board on there as well with all your different ideas and links to all of the different things. Uh, you could have your budget written out there. So see how that big project could then kind of all be organized in one area and broken down. I like that better than just doing an outline. Again, everybody's going to be different, but that, but the mind map allows you to put some visual pictures in there. And you can color code it and, you know, can, can show relationships between different things. So it's actually a lot of fun, but it also allows you to dial down the steps. And I think that is really, really helpful because then you can, if you need to create a plan for this great big task that's overwhelming you, you can then focus on small doable steps. Like, okay, the first thing we need to do is pick this out do that first. Right. Um, and you could do that on a calendar. I mean, there's all different ways that you can do this. I do really like, um, the, the mind map. 
Um, the other thing that I have done that's really worked for me, um, with a calendar idea is sticking with an exercise routine and, um, showing progress as far as my, you know, health management, right? So I measure myself and I've started this in January being really consistent and it's in an area Um, I actually put it in my closet where I have like a dresser in front of my mirror. I have a tape measure there and a whiteboard and I have my, um, my little marker for my whiteboard all there. And every morning, because it's right there, I can't miss it. I look at it every morning. I measure certain, you know, like my waist and my hips and all of that. I do that every day and I'm accountable to myself in that way. I can track my progress. And I also put down on there the days that I exercise, what I do. This has been really, really helpful to keep me consistent. So being accountable to myself by keeping a record of what it is that I'm doing, it actually is very motivating to see the progress trends over time. Um, And it also, if you start to fall off a little bit, is something that you can't deny kind of keeps you going. So just another idea of a way to stay focused and organized.